Welcome back to Cafecitos y Chismes. I'm your host, Aime. Oh, I'm Arisa. <laughs> this segment is brought to you by Bueno Cafe, located at 400 T Street. Come by, get yourself a cup of coffee, enjoy the ambiance of this cafe. It truly is beautiful. We just were featured on the news. Oh, yeah, Channel 10. If you go to our Instagram, links in the bio. Our hours are Monday through Friday, a.m. to 4 and then sun, Saturday and Sunday, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. And I will link um, the ads at the bottom, so make sure to give us a follow, a like, a share, or a review on Yelp or Google. Today we are joined by a really growing legend right here, Sacramento oh, yeah. rapper, Thank Truly you. Goonie. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you. I appreciate that introduction. First time I've been called a legend. I've been mentioned with legends. He sound like him or him, but the first time I've been called one. So I really? Oh, see, I feel like um, your music, there's no way that you're not going to get up there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it take, I know when I got into it, <clears throat> it's just going to take time. You know, I got, I got further with it when I didn't expect nothing from it. So I just got to keep on going. Talk a little higher, okay? Okay, gotcha. <laughs> oh, louder, I mean louder. So that's a good transition. What got you into music? Man, uh, I think I was just, like, fascinated with it. All, like, um, the wordplay of, like, how someone could make so many rhymes and just a couple lines and touch on certain topics that I didn't want to talk about. And, and I'm pretty sure they don't want to talk about, but they could articulate it to... Just the whole thing, and uh, I'm a music lover. You know, I, I listen to all types of music. Um, I was listening to oldies on the way here. You know, like uh, I just love music. I was probably about like 12, 13, like middle school when I first started playing with it. Yeah. Um, and then it turned into having fun, <coughs> fun with it, to uh, like my escape. Cause I don't watch sports. I don't I'm not good. I don't got no jumper. You throw a football at me some way, it's going to find a way to bounce off my forehead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is what that's, I found something like, damn, like I got something like I could do. So I've been doing it since then. So it's been, it's been, a, it's been a long time. I won't tell nobody your age, but when, how you said 12, 13 is when you started playing around with it. When did you get serious about music? Uh, Man, I was thinking about that on the way here. Cause I knew that was like an, a question to be asked um i think uh, i think i was like 21 it wasn't until 21 years old that i decided to, all right this is what i'm gonna do and uh, all right i'm gonna put my all my money into it i'm not gonna half step and th this is what i'm gonna do but it took so long because uh like i said i, I was rapping about and writing about things i didn't want to talk about so I never told nobody I made music, because if I told somebody I made music, they'd be like, oh, yeah, you make music? Of course, they're going to want to hear my music. Yeah. And I fuck around, rap this, I might catch a knot in my throat. Don't look at me, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, it took me until 21. Um, I was rapping to my cousin. He said, you need to get in the studio, dragged me to the studio. And I heard my first playback. I heard my, my voice over a beat. and. I was like, man, that sounds like just as good, if if not better than what I really ride around listening to. So I was like, man, I'm going to do this. There's no way I can't. Like, I've been doing this for how long? Like, writing for how long? Like, this is what I'm going to do. So is it safe to say you lightweight underestimated yourself? Yeah. 
For sure. I feel like everybody knows that what they want to do, they just feed themselves a bunch of excuses. And I fed myself excuses for a long time. You know, I'll be in high school, you we're playing popcorn by the read, I'll be nervous and shit. So I never liked being center of attention in, th in this industry, in this line of work. You kind of, people just, that's what you do. You fight for a detention space, really. Yeah. So, and I could care less about people looking at me or, or trying to convince the next man or woman of who I am. Like, I'm real content and proud of myself. I don't, I don't talk much unless I'm spoken to. So it's a lot of that too. I, I didn't want the attention that came with it. And it, with a lot of other shit I was dealing with, I, I really didn't need no attention. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Because yeah. in a sense, it puts you in the spotlight that could potentially put a target on your back. Yeah. Given how Sacramento is. Yeah, for sure. That. And for everyone that knows, you're from Sacramento, but what part of Sacramento did you grow up in? Uh, Del Paso Heights is home base. It's where the majority of my family is from, uh, myself. Uh, but my mom's from Valley High. My dad's from... People that don't know, that's South Sac. Well, my mom's been from the South, my dad's from the North. They split when I was four, like my first memories of them splitting. So uh, like every two, three years they would move. So I lived in every neighborhood, good and bad, like Oak Park to G Parkway to the hood to Al Grove and the Tombas, for some people would consider a suburb area. I live kind of everywhere, but uh, Del Paso Heights, is, that's home based though. That you had yeah. that I thought was a good one. Yeah, um, I had a few. So, like, what is a lesson that you like value that you learned so far being in the music industry? Or give me anything like uh, a lesson I've learned from being in music. Yeah, so like, I don't know, like, you mentioned like being vulnerable. Is that something you consider like, did, is music like an outlet for you to like say something that you may not want to say, like, ver in speech? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely, uh, it kind of forced my hand uh, to kind of be transparent, you know what I mean? Like, example, this past uh, two, three months ago, I think, I dropped a song. I recorded the song three years ago, and I wrote the song that I recorded three years ago, maybe three years before that. And I held it because I didn't want to put it out. It's so many topics and insensitive mm -hmm. um Topics I didn't want to touch yeah. on, and I know family members might feel some yeah. type of way. So I'm talking about my life, and that just happened to be my truth from my perspective. But um, so yeah, kind of it, it forced my hand to kind of just be open, you know, which I think helped me in the long run. It felt good when I when I after so many years of feeling that way, then writing it, then so many years just to record it, then so many years just to put it out. It's kind of um, it, it, it helped me in that avenue with life kind of like let the go to pass and just, you know, move on. So uh, a, a biggest lesson though, I don't know, biggest lesson from music. Um, I, I, I really don't know, so I never thought about that. We could double back to that you question. You double back to that question for sure. Could, um, a hard one. What would you say your musical influences are? Uh, man, anybody who is irreplaceable, um, uh, obvious people say I sound like Messi Moore. You're already nodding yeah. your head before I even said that. You're like, <laughs> yeah, um, so my husband was like, he kind of sounds like who was it, babe? Ryder J. Clyde, Ryder, yeah, yeah, a cool little mix between between those two. Yeah, I say anybody who was irreplaceable. You talk about Bay Area, Sacramento, Northern California music. It was I, my, my dad's and uncles only listened to underground music. 
um, Looney Colleone. Like you hear Looney Colleone's voice say something would happen that artist or producer had to take his verse off. You can't put somebody else on there. Yeah. So like Looney Colleone, the Jacka, Messi Moore, uh, Johnny Cash, Fast Gunner from Richmond. I, I feel like he didn't get the credit he deserves and still don't. Um, he he reminds me a lot of myself and my uncles and shit, like real flamboyant and and flossy and like and real open, like um, um. I just like how them artists, like you never know what they're gonna say. And Messi Mark can make a love song, can make an extra, you know what I'm saying? And then be drama on the next song and be so people like that. Like, uh, when are I, you gonna come out with a hood love song? Man, I was I just bought a beat yesterday. Oh. I swear to God, I did. Those That's are my favorite, by the way. Yeah, I need them. I got a couple. I I got some shit. I got some ideas, man. I I was brainstorming uh, for my next project, my next solo project, uh, and I wanted to do something real different. I don't want the next one to sound like the last one. But that's something I did have in mind. I want at least like two on there. So I feel like I need to attack or approach my my uh, female fan base more. When you write music, oh sorry, go, go ahead. <laughs> go. No, that's fine. When you write music, I was just curious because you were talking about it a little bit. Do you like listen to a beat first, or do you come up with the lyrics first, or how's your process and like what helps you when you're doing your music, like environment wise, also? It all depends. Um, it's different now from when I started. When I first started. I would just write to escape, so I would have a whole notebook or notes on my phone thinking like this is what I'm going to use and then I'll get there and uh, the producer was have no beat, I don't even know what the beat sounds like and he'll create it on the spot and I'll have this song thinking I got this whole idea of the hook and then I'm talking about this and this wordplay is cool, I'm going to use this and as he's making the beat, it'll pull some whole other shit out of me and I'll just naturally just go like somewhere and write a whole nother song and by the time he's done 30 minutes making the beat, I'm done with a whole nother song. So that's that's how my first year of making music was. But with working with other producers, you can't always just pull up and they do that. Uh, it's a lot of sending over files, and now I'm booking studio time, and uh, I don't want to waste a minute of just pacing back and forth in the hallway trying to come up with a catchphrase or something, you know? So now more than ever i write before i get there to the beat um but so you can do both i can do both <laughs> yeah it, it, uh i pulled up to the studio one time um not expecting to rap and i kind of underestimate myself like we we're talking about earlier feeling like i need to at least have a couple punchlines in my back of my mind i put up just to fuck with people i fuck with and then i walk in the room and they're like you ready to rap you're like next up, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I didn't even say hi, nobody yet. Like, what? Like, what the fuck? But um, I could cuss, right? Yeah, you're okay, good. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I could do it either way. I, I, I surprised myself. That's like one of the first times I got really caught off guard. You got to rap now. Like, what? What are you talking about? And like, I did that. Yeah. Um, so I could do anything. I mean, so yeah. Dang, that's that's kind of cool. I think that you're proving to yourself a lot. Yeah. A lot of things yeah, this, for with sure. your musical journey. Yeah. You know? I think, man, if it wasn't for music, it sounds cliche, but, like, man, I don't I do not do nothing else. I, I used to go to the Kings games and Raiders games as a kid. My dad would take me to, and, like, I get bullied for being a Raider fan my whole life. And I could give up. I can't name one Raider 
you know, right now. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. but I'm, I will say, if somebody asks, what do you, what do you like? You, you watch football, and I'm like, I'm a Raider fan, but yeah. I don't, I don't watch it. I'm just That's raised. I'm a loyal yeah, person, loyal, so loyal yeah, loyal yeah. to the soil. So like, I can't do nothing else. Yeah. You know? So like, if it wasn't for music, like, I don't know what the, where I would be. I don't know. Dang, that's deep. Um, who's your go-to producer? Uh, definitely Hermanator. Uh, he formed like my whole sound. Uh, when I decided, okay, I'm gonna do music, I knew I didn't wanna buy a beat from this person, buy a beat from that person, and look up a Sacramento type beat and then everybody just sound like everybody. I knew I wanted to, um, find somebody that could form my sound mm -hmm. so i went to a youtube page there's a local cameraman which is going to film local artists which yeah. will lead to local production so i went through his whole youtube and uh i just jotted down producers that caught my ear and his name kept popping up yeah. so nowadays if you give somebody credits right there just a click away so i looked found his instagram dm what do i gotta do and when I met him, uh, we bonded over music. I'm like, hey, I'm so-and-so. Uh, I grew up on this and this and this. This is my favorite album. DJ Quick, Balances and Options, and uh, 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 Sugar Freeze, one of my favorite artists, and, and uh, Messy Marv, and uh, Gang Guac, and uh, Prices on My Head, Thug Money on Your Family, Value One and Two is my shit. And we kind of bonded over yeah. music. Like, how the fuck your young ass know all these, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm like, man, I'm just, uh, just so happened to be my dad and them love music, yeah. you know, so he formed my sound. Like I was like, throw that in one gangsta gumbo, yeah. all them. And he came out with my, that's, he made my sound for sure. So Herminator, yeah. shout out Herminator. I had a feeling you were going to say him, and I was going to say Who? that. Uh, Sugar Free? No, you're a Oh, producer. Herminator. Oh, okay, yeah. Because, yeah, I got paid that's attention. That's my dog, that's my um, dog. Yeah, you guys' chemistry, music-wise, reminds me a lot of DJ Fresh and Jay Stylin'. Like the beats that you guys oh, yeah, come up with, and just the chemistry that you have to flow on his on, it's on effortless. what he produces is is cool. It's clean. It's effortless, man. Like it's it's so hard. I was stressed out one time when like when I first started, I was only making music with this one person, and then he started progressing a little bit before I was, and I'm like, man, go go, man, what? I'm yeah. so proud of you, bro. But he's going to Florida, going to LA. And this little time he's in Florida and LA, I was like, damn, so my career is gonna stop? Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, so I, I started, and that kind of forced me to branch out and work with other uh, producers and stuff. It was hard, it was hard. I could do it, but like, I'd much rather, that chemistry is irreplaceable, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That's interesting, you like, you see other people like thriving, you're like, what the heck? It's kind of also like, it's also good to like, remember like, my journey, is different yeah like everyone's success story is never gonna be the same yeah so no, you're making sure. your story it's like i know the angle like i know what's gonna happen it but just getting there is like what you're figuring out which is so yeah. interesting yeah and i think even be, being able to see like the the pace of other people and then when you get to where you envision yourself to be being able to look back and be like dang i remember these moments where i was like man why why am i not there yet or dang you know like i want i have all this creative you know creativity in my mind that i want to get out like even with me i've, I've had that with the paul podcasting you know yeah you'll get there it's yeah it's inspiring it's, cool. it's yeah. I, I don't look at it negative at all i think it's i think it was it was dope like 
him uh, just branching out and, and, and uh, getting the recognition. Now you can't talk about production in Sacramento without mentioning him. You can't. And it took this long. I've been rapping five years, but I don't think you could talk about Sacramento rap without mentioning me. Yeah, you no, damn sure can't talk about Mexicans without mentioning me. I feel like this rap career been like, I feel like, man, I don't want to get on here and sound too pessimistic or negative, but I honestly feel like I've been at a red light with a sucker, and I look to the right, and we've been at this red light for like five years, yeah. and I've been having my windows down, yeah. and I've been having my music real loud. You can't, you could only look left so many years. Like, yeah. I never, like, addressed it, but um, it's to a point now where it's like, you can't not mention me. Yeah. So I'm proud of myself for that. No, definitely, and you've been mentioned on some big pages. Like yeah. community, yeah. What Fizzler has reposted you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, the, it's love. growing, it's yeah. getting there. I know there. just from an outsider looking in, right? As a fan, you know, my husband was the one that put me onto you, and the talent that we saw immediately, where you were like, yeah, there, there ain't no way he's not yeah. gonna blow up. You know, that's how and I feel too. That's what kind of re- that's what kind of motivates me to keep going because. A lot of it is it's, it's overwhelming at times, but at the same time, it's like I can't not do music. So even if I didn't want to be in a public eye, even if I didn't want to like uh, the fans and the people attention, they've all got to me, and I want to check out. This is my escape. So I'll be probably just make up another name, just make beats or something. I don't know. Like I don't know what I do. I have to put, learn how to play the saxophone or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is what I do though. So I don't think it's going anywhere. Is I don't think there's gonna be an age limit where I retire because um, uh, good music is is is, is limitless. Uh, just because I'm 50 years old doesn't mean I, I guess I'm gonna still be able to create. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm, I might not be rapping, might not be rapping about the same things, but I definitely can see myself uh, getting into production, making beats, or learning instruments. I hella want to play the piano. And and a saxophone. I say that as a joke, but I, I love the fucking no, saxophone. No, the saxophone's actually very soothing. Dope. That's like a secret instrument and it's that gold. my man and I like to listen to. And it's gold. Yeah. Oh. I like gold. <laughs> I <can't help. laughs> well, yeah. The trumpet. The trumpet's old. <laughs> I played the trumpet in middle school. Did? Is that right? I, I played yeah, the drums. Like the snare drum, not oh, not like the set. No, they always, tried. I I don't have the attention span. I always walk past the music room and heard them going crazy, but I don't know why. My elective it was never fucking music. Yeah, um, my hand, my hand, my mind, hand, eye coordination, it's just not there. Yeah, so I got it with my legs. The snare. soccer player all day, but hand to the, unless I'm fighting. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, it, I'm just kidding. Like <laughs> <laughs> my... Um, but any anyways, other than that, do you have any more Christmas room? Uh, no, you pretty much hit it, basically, okay. like, kind of was going, and what is, you kind of already, I was like, what does music mean to you, but you kind of talked, touched on it, and that, yeah. this is kind of, like, you're, like, I was talking to her earlier, I was like, I know people who do music, but it's like, I have a career, music's my hobby, but you, it's, it's almost all, this is my career. Yeah, even if I stop my career, I'd still be doing music, mm-hmm. um, yeah. This is my shit. I'm good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. to sound cocky, but I, I love music, though. It's like you talked about being vulnerable. Is that, like, something you want people to connect with? Yeah. Everyone has I'll, something about the music that makes people drawn to it. I think that's something about yours, that message that other people connect to. Yeah. I, I knew that me being vulnerable could would, uh, could motivate somebody to be vulnerable, too. If not, just have them know that... 
um, just you're not the only one. You know what I'm saying? So music is uh, it 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 done so much for me. It, it got me out of depression. There's one time in my life where I felt like, man, I never thought I'd get out of this hole, this dark hole. Lost like twenty pounds in a month. I don't look like I got twenty pounds to lose. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm a skinny nigga. But, but uh, I remember get, every time I got in the car, I forced myself to play positive music. I'm down as negative as I am. Best friends gone. This this person get looking at ten years. You know the girlfriend at the time left. You know like 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 losing job and, and like everything all I feel like bad things comes in threes you know like uh it was a lot piling I would force myself to listen to positive music and if it wasn't for that I don't think I, I would have got out of that it, it wasn't I didn't turn to alcohol I don't smoke I hardly drink I've been drinking a little bit more than that. I ain't gonna lie. I've been on that crib. Like, I always but, feel but, like it's fine. Jesus but, turned water to wine. Right, that's Just, right. God that's wants right. us to drink. Jesus turned water to wine. I heard that. Just for miracles. I'm that's like, right. he wants us to drink. That's right. I break bread with my niggas. That's yep. right. Yeah, I do that. Yep. But uh, yeah, man, if it wasn't for music, though, man, uh, I don't know where I'd be. So. Well, to wrap it up, is there any new projects or anything that you're working on or you want to promote? Now is the time. Yeah. I got a whole lot. I got a whole lot. Um, what people don't know that that last project I did in the fourth quarter of last year, I did two solo projects a month apart. My debut album and uh, the pre-album EP. It's not too old, you know what I'm saying? So I'll go get on that. I'm still gonna film more music videos to, to those tracks. Um, and I got a bunch of stuff that's complete, done, like just sitting, collecting dust. And it's only, it's been group projects and I've been waiting on another art, artist or our schedules don't match up and they'll be waiting on me. But I definitely got um, a whole album with So For Real CN from North Highlands. Been done, been done. I think we probably like need a verse or two and then we could get to covers and videos. I, I got to pull that boy out of retirement because uh, he said he's ready, though. So I'm going to tap in with my boy. I, I, I'm looking forward to that project. Um, I got a whole project with me and Hermanator, the producer, but he's not producing not one thing on there. That is, so when people hear that our names together, they're going to think. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Um, my boy Mad Hatter actually produced everything on there. Um, so, yeah, that's another project. I guess I could say I got a whole project with Acito too. Yeah, um, that's gonna be dope. That's gonna be dope. That's been in the works quite some years. We've been locked in for a long time. He was supporting my music before he started rapping. That's really my boy. Cartel my records like a motherfucker. We on the same label. Um, so yeah, we got a whole project. Okay, cool. It's a lot can, of shit coming. A lot okay. of shit coming. We'll make sure to check it out. And where can people follow you at? Oh man. Uh, Instagram, truly goonie underscore. I got my own YouTube, Mr. Walk with No Crutch. Uh, if you go on YouTube, look at my name. I got my own shit. Um, I'm not on no other platform. If I am, it's probably a feature or something, and I plan to keep it that way. Uh, but yeah, I don't got no Twitter or nothing like that. So. Well, yeah, thank, thank you so I, much. Man, thank you. I appreciate y'all. And being a guest with <laughs> yeah. us, yeah, we appreciate sure. having you and showcasing. Um, showcasing you yeah. and your music on a more personal level yeah and for just sure thank you for representing sacramento thank you we need thank more you. of that representation and that was the point of this podcast is to just yeah. platform you know all the people here the way they do in la and everywhere else that's <laughs> put right. each other on you know we got to do that that's for sacramento right. so yeah, thank no, you thank for, you for uh, before we wrap it up i, I did want to touch on um 
I don't do interviews like that. You know, this is like my first one. But I told you behind the camera, and I told your husband too. Um, I could tell you ain't on no clickbait shit, and you genuinely support my music. So I just wanted to show my token of appreciation, oh, my dog. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank for, you for uh, coming. Right yeah. 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 <laughs> No, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, you guys. Well, tune in. We'll post um, every few weeks and have some new guests. If you guys want to see a new guest on, comment whoever you want to have on, any business owners, entrepreneurs, rappers. What else? Artists. Artists. (laughs) Anybody. You let us know in the comments. All right, you guys. Have a good day. Thank you. Welcome to For the Souls podcast. I am joined by Truly Goonie, which you guys obviously already know because the first segment you guys got to hear all about his music. But this segment is going to be a little bit more deep into who you are and where you Mm. come from and what shaped Truly Goonie. So you mentioned in the first segment that you're from Del Paso Heights, right? Born and raised Sacramento. Yeah. And how many siblings you got? Man, I gotta count every time. It sounds bad, but um, my dad got seven, um, and my mom has five, and I got multiple step siblings too. So if you want to count that, um, it's over. I don't know. That's like, a big family. Yeah, I thought mine was big. I got like four from my dad's side, three from my mom's side, and I'm the oldest of all of them. But after hearing that, I'm like, no, you you got me beat. It's a lot, and it's a lot of cousins, too, that, like, uh, for a moment in time, we live together, so it's like, I look at my little cousins like my little brothers, too, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's like addition to the family. But it it sounds like a lot, but it wasn't in the household I grew up in. It was a single mother with me and a younger sister and an older sister. I got siblings that's grown, married, kids. Um, like, I got a sibling, unfortunately, I'm not that close with. I only met a handful of times. It's, it's It was real spread out. So even though I had a lot of siblings, I sometimes, as odd as it sounds, I felt like an only child because I was the man of the house and the only boy, you know what right. I'm saying? Until it was like my dad's weekend or something like that, yeah. you know what I mean? But Well, how would you describe your childhood? Uh... It was uh, unique. No, nah, I wouldn't say unique because we all got our story, and I guess it was somewhat similar. Um, it was hard. It was. Uh, I felt like I lived a double life sometimes. Um, my parents split when I was four. So my first memories of it is, was them splitting. And uh, my mom, like I said, single mother, uh, three kids, um, low income, bad na- neighborhood, uh, and if we were in a good neighborhood, we're low income housing. And then on my dad's side, my dad was known for, how could I say, not putting his business out there, enough for having things and having things for a long time and yeah. getting away with it, you know, yeah. with his crazy ass. So like, I'll be on this side. And then when I go get picked up from my dad, it would be like black and white, high ceilings, three car garages. He got a couple old schools. One he's building up from the ground, Denali on Asante is Harley Davidson with candy paint star is on the engine and like all the extras but even though it was sweet over there uh because of the lifestyle that he was living it was always like a paranoia of it all stopping mm-hmm. so in in that lifestyle he was in it was it, that's the most inconsistent 
stream of money I feel like you could get in. So it'll be ups and downs. There'll be times where we went from that to living with my grandma and it'll be seven people sharing this my grandma's room and sleeping on the floor and acting like I want to sleep on the floor so my sisters didn't feel bad. Like, I don't give a fuck, but my back was, you know what I'm saying? My back, boy. But uh, <laughs> So yeah, it was, it was interesting, man. Uh, like I said, single mom on this side and then my dad, it, with, with, when it was good, it was good. When it was bad, it was ugly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's what kind of... Yeah, and I think um, that that kind of, in many ways, I would suspect that having to see both both sides of that life gave you a balanced view of what you want yeah. out of life. Because you got, you got to kind of experience both ends. I mean, obviously, the side with your dad, although there was that success in those areas, like mm-hmm. you said, the paranoia that came with it, you know, yeah. was it, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, in your opinion, did the risk outweigh the benefit? Um, it paid the bills. I I glorified that life for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, uh, unfortunately, I don't want my mans to feel like not any type of blame to what I became, but for I knew what I wanted to do before yeah. I even knew what it was that I yeah. was going to do. So I went from being real young, knowing that, that I'm, I'm going to do that. Like, I'm what I'm going to do, I'm going to work like my mom does and I have nothing. Yeah. No. Why would I work? And, yeah. Like, my mom used to get home from work late, and she, as soon as I hear her unlocking the, the keys, um, rush over there, take her shoes off, and then she'll be like, hold on, man, let me get a rest. And she bounce right up, cook us. Uh, a hot meal then we gotta go to sleep yeah like i never seen her we never really had nothing every christmas holiday we get a talk about how it's not gonna be you know and then like my dad uh he got the softest hands you know what i'm saying like 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 and and, and so it was a no-brainer to me so at one point in my life i I did think that the risk was like it ain't nothing Mm -hmm. but uh that that changed around like 16. um Flashbang, no knock, you know, yeah. zip ties and some more shit. Uh, and I, I grew kind of a hatred towards that lifestyle. And uh, it really was mind-boggling. 16 years old, it's like when you're transitioning from a teenager to a, to a man and you're trying to decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life. It was I had this, my mind made up my whole life. And uh, I went from like, I don't want nothing to do with that. And I, I grew a hatred for it, going to the liquor store. My dad gone, looking kibbles and bits and like cousins down and best friends down and going to the liquor store to get a bottle and, 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 and seeing her Annie all tweaked out in the front there, you know, her hair all looking, cra- you know? Yeah. So like I, all my uncles and aunties, man, so I just grew a hatred for it. I went yeah. from thinking I knew what I wanted to do to, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Yeah, I, re- I relate to that in a sense because I, I grew up with my stepdad and my mom, right? My biological father wasn't really in my life like that. And he's blue collar. So mm. I always see, I mean, he, he did his dirt back in the day. He's from San Jose and he, you know, he did his dirt, but he changed his life around. He went to trade school. He was like, I'm gonna be, be a businessman. Right. So I, he put me up on game in a lot of sense in that way, right? But I also saw, okay, cool. He got his, his life together. He's making money the right way. Yeah. And then my biological father on the other end, I always knew what he was engaged in. I always knew that lifestyle. And growing up, like, because I I feel like I didn't have as much as my siblings had, you know what I mean? Mm. But um, 
I always saw what my other siblings had from my biological dad's side, fat fucking houses, newest cars, you know? And I would think to myself, like, I know that at some point that life is going to catch up to him. Sure enough, he's he's sitting in prison right now, you know? And it, um, it really opened my eyes to the fact that, like, everything that glitters ain't gold you know and there's been like lots of times and I don't know if you've ever thought about this but there's been lots of times where I'm like man you work that hard to have that much money because you're wanting to survive right you want to get ahead but the the lack of peace that comes with it always watching over your back and then at the end of the day like in my dad's situation you ain't got no your family ain't even there yeah and that's the ugly side of it yeah you know that I I don't know yeah I give kudos to my past man like (laughs) When he came home from prison, um, it was real easy before he, he did his little term to when he gave advice to go one ear and not the other. You know, it, it, I used to, I was really confused as a kid because you heard, you seen Bronx Tale, right? Yeah. You know, Sonny and my dad was both. So yeah. my dad would be, you, whatever you want to do, son, I'm going to support you. You know what I'm saying? I put all the money in behind you, like whatever you want to do, but you ain't doing this. I'm like, what else am I going to do? I can't play sports. This is the only thing I know how to do. Yeah. You know, so it's like I went through that. And I thought my whole life, man, when I turned 17, 18, we're going to get in a big-ass fight, go throw a fist, and he's just going to accept it because this is what, who I am. Um, so I went from – I would respect his word, but as far as advice on life, you can't really – show me where to be nowhere in a positive light successfully because you wasn't not there positively yeah. you know, successfully yeah. so like um but now he came home and he changed his life around i seen him in the white scene hella long shut up shut up my pops i feel like i'm talking about him a whole lot but uh yeah so now it, it's uh he changed his life man he goes to work and I, i'm so proud of him and, and and now it's uh when he when he gives some advice and he's actually walking preaching and, and practicing yeah. his preach is like it's a whole nother respect yeah. you know what I mean that's awesome I think despite the life that your dad lived I think that you're a testament that your both your parents did a good job because mm. one thing that I do see is that you are very family oriented yeah and you're up you. on game you're like an old soul you're not out Thank here you. I get that a lot hood. you know what I mean yeah There's no I'm not ghetto but I'm hood you know <laughs> there you go there's a difference you know what I'm saying <laughs> Definitely a difference between ghetto and hood. You yes. know, you get introduced me to to your grandma and your uncle that's fresh out, and they both gonna love me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just know I gotta carry yourself. You know what I mean? And you're smart. You're witty. Like Thank you're you. up on game. Do you attribute that to to your parents? Yeah, definitely. Um, both my mom and my dad. Uh, just picking up. I don't know. And just the type of person I am. I remember my mom was. Uh, uh, I don't know if I should talk about this, but. It's for the soul podcast. It ain't for the puddles. You step on it, you get wet. <laughs> and get deep. So uh, I remember one time she was beating herself up, man, because of one of my siblings was acting wild. She was blaming herself. And I'm like, my, like, cut that out. Because check this out. You raise her the same exact way you, you raise me. Or you raise that person and that person the same exact way. The same upbringings. So, like, you can't just blame yourself for what's going wrong in this small moment of this person's life. Mm-hmm. Like, you get compliments about me all the time, don't you? You know what I'm yeah. saying? And she just like looked at it like, damn, you're right. So like, my, uh, I give kudos a lot and then tip my brim to my parents and my uncles. And uh, I was fortunate enough to, I don't feel like I, I had a lot of 
cousins or siblings like my age I was close to, but a lot of my uncles and cousins and I clicked with was like 10 plus years older than me. So when I be out, it'll be a bunch of 30 year olds, 40 year olds, and then my young baby face ass at the end of the table, you know, everybody getting drinks. I'm like, I had a sweet tea, please. And with the pink, took it back for sure. You know what I'm saying? So I was groomed by that. That's what I came up under. Everybody was older around me. So it's that, still like that to the day. Yeah, you know what that saying? explains so much about you. Yeah, it does. Because yeah, for sure. Young OG. Yeah, that's Lives the name of my so album. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of my album. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Young OG. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And how were you? Uh, how was? How were you in your adolescence? Were you out Man, here wild too? I, I had my, I had my, you know, yeah. But I, for the most part, all the problems I had in my life, if I was wild, uh, all the, I guess you could say enemies, but they don't carry that much weight in my mind yeah. to even consider them that um i lose no sleep sleep well uh all the problems i had in life it was just fell on, fell on my lap i never caused any of the, the drama i feel like i just kind of had to deal with it if it came my way and then the cards being thrown at me and i was just wrong with the punches but uh as an adolescent uh, what school did you go to first of all if you don't mind me asking I went to a couple of different schools, man. I went to uh, high school and to Grant until I got kicked out. And I went to a little continuation street down the street, uh, North Avenue in the neighborhood. Uh, I went to uh, Thomas Middle. I went to Toby Johnson when I was living with my moms. Um, a couple of different elementary schools. But yeah, like I said in the last podcast, my parents split when I was four, and they both moved like every three years. So like I was always moving around. Um, but yeah. Would you say that that instability affected you? Uh, it used to fuck with me, but then I I like it. I like it now because now I get older and I I go visit my family in the South area, and I go visit my family in the hood, and I go visit. They never leave their that area yeah like if I told them to come to the south people in the north it's like such a mission to them yeah. and it's like I remember something cracked off in high school and my sister called my cousins from the south and uh they called me because they know my sister wild I was like hey cuz like is, is it really like before we make that long ass trip to go all the way out there it's I'm like, cuz, it's minutes. like 15 minutes off freeway, you dumbass. You know what I'm saying? You niggas is right off the freeway. You know what I'm saying? But but it's a trip to be able to see, like, people's, like, just really just content. Have, like, just stuck. No, yeah. I don't want to say stuck. I want to talk down. But, like, it ain't nothing to be proud, proud of where you're from. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, if I had to live in any ghetto, I'd want to live in mine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, 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 it it's a trip, man. Uh, but it, it worked in my favor with the music. I feel like when I came out, I had support from a whole different avenues, and, and, yeah. and you know what I'm saying. So a lot of people only got their family, their small family, and then and, and, uh, their neighborhood. And I, I, my shit's kind of spread it out, and it'd be a lot of politics and areas that's not supposed to associate with me. But then they don't realize, like. You can't yeah, talk I can't to my. Yeah, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, because it's a lot, and you know what? I got family everywhere. A lot of people don't know. It's like it's, so a lot of that shit. I've never been in my whole life. Never been no neighborhood K, nothing like that. Yeah. So like, if I got a problem with one individual, man, there's suckers in, from my neighborhood. Weirdo, Jacob. There's from everywhere. Every yeah. neighborhood got them. Every neighborhood got good people and bad people. Yeah. So 
you know that's uh, what i was telling my man i was like man if you really thought about it like there's so much talent here in sacramento yeah, if everyone yeah, just put their bullshit aside and came together, like when I think of like I think of like Nipsey and YG, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, people want to go viral. They're doing all that yeah. negative shit to go viral. You and can do that like, negative shit, or you can do the positive and go viral yes. too. Yes, yeah. and you know what? The the talent that we have here would really put Sacramento on the map if yeah. people weren't so invested into the the street mentality. You know, which is something that I feel like is a little different in you. You just off your character there's like this mysteriousness to you before i met you in person there's a right. mysteriousness to you online and remember you posted that vlog and i was like what vlog? it was like a little i guess not a vlog it was like a little behind the scenes it was a vlog i was in yeah or not a, oh maybe yeah like yeah a you know what i do my tz vlogs on my youtube page yes, yeah it was you, know, you, you seen another light of it you seen another yeah. light of me yeah yes and yeah. i was like See, that's cool. That like, yeah. not that the rest of your your you know who you are isn't, but like yeah. that um, I won't say intimacy, but pretty much intimacy. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, just another side of me. You see me from a whole another angle. Yeah, or even you. That's why I did it. That's yeah. why I did it because like I wasn't big enough. People people wasn't reaching out for interviews and all like that. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I needed to get my YouTube ran up. I got my own platform, so I'm like, man, I'm gonna just start bringing the camera to the studio and just letting them see the process. I want to do more. I want to do just like day in the lives and like just to get a whole nother, so that people can see who I am. Yeah. Besides, only time they ever see me is lip syncing in front of camera. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That a lot of them probably don't know that. Uh, I know they don't know. Not yeah. probably. You know who, who I am. You know. Yeah. Off away from the music yeah. but yeah definitely oh yeah seeing yourself now if you had to picture yourself in like five years from now what what comes to mind like how do you want to grow as a person or as an artist five years from now um or even three years from now just the future you yeah um man if i'm fortunate to be here five years from now which i will be um, I don't know. I I always wanted a a, a kid. I always wanted a little me. Um, and I don't want to be no old dad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so. I want to be able to play cats with him without fucking pulling a muscle or a cramp. So, yeah. Uh, I I want I want to settle down and uh I really want a kid. I I want um. As far as my music. Uh, doing everything I'm doing now, but on, on such a bigger scale, you yeah. know, um, it's been a long, slow journey. Uh, but I lay a brick a day, and I'll have a, that house I want to sit in one day, you know. Yeah. So just wait, I've, hold up, I gotta elaborate. You want a kid or you want a family? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, people don't realize like a woman is is a balance that I feel like every man needs. Yeah, you, know? I was gonna so say, you can't have a kid by you yourself. Can't. You don't go adopt a kid. I was telling. I remember <laughs> I told one of my folks that I was like, man, I want a kid. I don't want a fucking baby mama. Though. I'll just you know I'm going up and just take it, take them. That's why. Yeah. So a family, a family. Yeah. yeah. Of course, I want to be well, happy. Well, so long as she's a good woman, right? Yeah, I want a, a good woman. woman. Yeah, for sure that. You know. Yeah. But yeah, a family and. Uh, bigger and better everything i'm doing now but just on a bigger scale what about personal stuff personal growth uh, you're stepping into vulnerability which is a whole another avenue for you and you're taking yeah. yourself out of your comfort zone doing things like this and just networking and i saw you went to grinchmas things like that 
Yeah. So, so um, that's why I did little things like that. Um, I don't pop out much, and I'm like, man, I've been here so long, been doing this so long. Like these people's gonna start being able to smell my cologne around this motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I, I I'm I'm getting out of my comfort zone. Like I was telling you, this is why I'm here. Like I ain't doing no interview before this. Yeah. Um, getting out of my comfort zone definitely. In the future, it, I'm gonna be doing a lot of things that. I haven't been doing at all, you know, yeah. doing pop-ups and interviews and uh, just more hands-on with the people that support me. You That's know good. I, mean? I think that'll do you good. Yeah. Um, if there was advice that you could give your younger self, what would you give yourself? Mm. For the Soul Podcast, huh? You know, we go deep. Uh, advice to myself. Oh, man. Calm down. What are you stressed out about, bro? Like, I feel like if I look back at myself, I used to put so much energy into think. I used to like dwell on shit and like I would, I would, I would uh, like be real heavy on. I, I would tell myself just be more light. Like it's not that serious, you know. Uh, there was a time in my life where I don't want to get too deep, but I feel like maybe I. I blacked out and I thought it was all she wrote. Let's put it that way. Mm. I thought that was all she wrote. And before I blacked out, um, I had the most peacefulest, comfort, warm, loving hug. And and, the, and I could swear I felt like a higher power, if not me, laughing at myself. Like, you was all stressed out, you dumbass. Yeah. Like I, so I would tell myself that, like, just don't think so heavy on the shit you're thinking on right now. It's really not. You're going to see two years, five years from now, like, you're going to laugh at that, bro. Like, it's good. Like, what are you tripping mm -hmm. off of? Like, get over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's go get this priv bottle on Rainbow Market. I got buy one priv, get one half off right <laughs> there now. You, go. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't advise that. But, but you know, I say that think lightly, man. Yeah. And, uh, stop taking things so damn serious. So, Would I, you say I, that that was a pivotal moment that changed your yeah, mind and change sure. your perspective on life for sure when i had that it was like a, a near-death experience um that definitely after that it's like i just try not to think so heavy on things yeah you know? and i mean you're here stepping into your purpose right you're yeah, you're being right. called to do these things and yeah. stepping out of your comfort zone and for sure showing that vulnerability so i think that's a testament that you're doing what you were supposed to be doing yeah. there's a reason why that's right you know yeah for sure you didn't go I'm not here on accident, you yep. know. Yeah. Well, that's really beautiful. Thank you. I like that. Right huh. You are a little deep person. Yeah, I am. I ain't no, like I said, I ain't no puddle. You step on me, you're going to get wet, man. For the soul, mm -hmm. for the soul podcast. Yes. Um. So, one thing I do want you for sure to share. You posted a song on your story. Oh, shit. And you were like, awesome. I fuck with the white boy music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I really yeah. liked the song, but you I don't heard, know you who looked it, it up? No, I was going to ask you, who was it? Corbin. I listened to a lot of Corbin. I listened to a lot of FKJ. FKJ is, um, I think he's from like fucking like somewhere in Europe. But uh, I listened to a lot of different shit, man. Uh, like I said earlier in the, in the other podcast, I was slapping. Odie's on the way mm -hmm. here. I was uh, zoomed by Commodores. Um, yeah. That's my shit. If you know me, you know that's my shit. See, that. that's another that's another thing that you guys are going to get to learn about him is yeah, that I listen you to listen to everything. Types of music. Yeah, I could ride around listening to fucking somebody playing a saxophone for two yeah. hours. I don't give a fuck. If it's good music, if it's soul catching, 
um, I could listen to all types of music. Well, that's really awesome. Yeah. Well, I thank you for joining my podcast, and yeah, I thank, thank you, you. for Appreciate stepping it. out of your comfort zone and yeah. coming here. Was it too bad? No, nah, no, nah, it was cool. I like it. Yeah? yeah. It's easy. I mean, it's kind of fun, huh? A little bit. A breeze. There you go. He's <laughs> <laughs> smooth with it. it you cool. have been one to say that you smooth, so. That's right. Thank you. Yes. Appreciate well, it. thank you so much for joining, thank and I hope you. to have you on again in the future. Yeah, yeah, no, for um, sure. You said you're pretty much your last projects, our last post, which I'll reiterate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any questions for me? Uh, what got you into this out of all things? I like I, to talk. I, I got a lot. <laughs> Every time I see you on live, I hop on your live and like, yeah, she's talking to you. You talk fast too. I and can. you t when you talk, you talk fast, but you touch on so many things. You just yeah. ain't talking just to talk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my brain just works like that for some reason. I, you know what? I've always been hella deep since I was yeah. little. I was, I've always been a very deep person and I've always been kind of one to go against the grain. You know, like I have just these thoughts and I these observations and yeah. I've been through hella shit in life, you know, so yeah. yeah. So um as far as your podcast and everything, um is majority just like you say, your testimony is just you, right? Yeah, just so far it's been just me. Right. Mm hmm But that's why I'm trying to incorporate more people. You right. know, and kind of it's, you know, my way of stepping out of my comfort zone because it's easy right. for me to talk about my experiences. Right. Yeah. But the way that I see it is I'm my own individual. My experience is unique to me. Like a lot of people might be able to relate to me on certain things or, you know, maybe the way I handle things or they might look to me to navigate through certain things in their life a different way. But it's important for me to have other people hear other people's experiences That's right, because yeah. where people might not relate to me, they might relate to you. Yeah. You know, there's even just like being hood, you know what I mean? And showing the side of you that listens to white people music or whatever. Yeah. Right. There's this persona that a lot of people in the hood feel like they have to live up to, but it's cool to see like, Hey, we all be rocking out behind closed yeah. doors sometimes, you know, you don't gotta be, it's not to say that you're not hard or you won't stand yeah. on business, but it's like, there's so many layers to us and it kind of just, it shows that we're human. And yeah. I feel like if we started looking more at people through the lens of our humanness, it might make all these other distractions that keep us apart fade away. Yeah, for sure. I think at the end of the day, people just, um, they crave for something to relate to. They, they, yeah. they feel like they belong somewhere. So yeah. like a lot of the music that formed me as a person and as an artist, or that I gravitated to before I started making music is because like, you know, I felt like, oh, they, they, this person is like us. They they talk just like us. I used to trip off, my dad used to trip off of the jacket saying boy, cause nobody says boy. Like, what's up boy? Like all my uncles and shit. And like, man, I feel just like us. They dress like us, you know what I'm saying? They just yeah. be on the same thing we're on, but they're from over there. You know what yeah. I mean? The same thing with podcasting. Like I drive a whole lot, so I get tired of listening to music. So I put podcasts and I, I, I think the podcast and just the people being vulnerable for, for keeping me sane, just like I relate to music, I relate to just people talking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's good so to hear. Yeah, right the on. Same. Keep, keep doing your thing. Thank man. you. Keep I appreciate that. Yeah, All right. Well, Goonie, that wraps up my part of the podcast. I appreciate yeah. you having. I appreciate you. I appreciate having you on. Appreciate I appreciate you. you as well. But thank yeah, you for yeah. taking the time out your day to come. Ain't and thank no you thing. for the merch you gave oh, my yeah. man. Um, I'll yeah, probably put a little out. picture of your merch so that yeah. people can go cop from you. For sure. For Anyways, sure. Well, say thank goodbye. You. All right, everybody. <laughs> you for the soul podcast, for the soul. Tap in, you guys. Tap All in. right. Bye-bye.